I, Boston Rob, am the son of a construction worker. My father, from when he dropped out of college till the day he died, put his heart, soul, tears, sweat, blood into building his small business, his construction company, with his name on it. He started with just him and his brother. He built it up to have a bunch of trucks, tobacco, all this stuff. So I know when I had to have that talk with him, Dad, I want to go pursue my passion. I want to be a comic. Not that I'm not passionate about laying bluestone and brick. It just, it didn't speak to me like radio did. I knew in my soul, in my heart of hearts, I knew somewhere he was disappointed. Spending a lifetime, 30 plus years, building up this thing that you hope to hand the reins to your son, your firstborn, and poof, he tells you no. I, I know there was some disappointment. Although my dad, I'm forever blessed to have the dad I had because he was through thick and thin, supportive, told me to follow my heart and want, just wanted to help me. So I can only imagine what the conversation must have been like for Prince Harry Windsor or the artist formerly known as Prince Harry to have to tell his dad and grandma, I don't want to be king. It's just, Dad, I, I don't want to wear the crown. Heavy is the head. <laughs> I, can't, I, I have no idea how that conversation went. It probably wasn't even a conversation. It was probably some royal servant telling them, relaying the message. But that is nuts, and we're going to talk about it here on the Boston Rob Show. Welcome. I am him, the Boston Rob Show host. I'm not going to say I'm Boston Rob because it's too many in a row. But I would appreciate it if you share, rate. You can go right here on your iPhone. I'm speaking like I'm talking to you from your iPhone. I'm inside your iPhone and I'm trapped. The only way out is you go to the podcast app. You, you look up the Boston Rob Show. You scroll to the bottom and you click all five stars. It leaves the podcast with the five-star rating. And it lets me out of your iPhone. <laughs> all right. Uh, besides sharing and rating this, uh, just subscribe. I guess that's it. Let's talk about this. Like Trevor Noah said, this is what happens when you let a black woman into the royal family. She's telling Harry, you got to get a job and we ain't living at your mother's house. Your grandmama's house. Oh man, Trevor Noah killed it. He absolutely so on fire with the comedy. If you don't watch The Daily Show, I highly, highly recommend it. And then there's a meme or gif or pic or I don't know what you call it going around of the Get Out movie poster redone with the royal family and Meghan Markle as the Get Out figure, which I can only imagine that probably rings a little bit true. A girl, an African-American girl from SoCal coming to live in the royal palace outside of it sounding like a Nickelodeon movie. Uh they probably weren't as friendly as everyone would imagine. I would guess that, you know, my wife just totally believes that that Kate Middleton is a B-I-T-C-H to Megan. And I could just see the whole family kind of rejecting it, being like, you know, snobby. Because she ain't got the royal lineage or I don't know. Aren't royals supposed to like marry their family? <laughs> Isn't that how they keep the bloodline going? Some demented fact like that. But never mind that she's not uh, she's not royal or some duke, duck, duchess or whatever. But she ain't even British. That must have been a shock. Sharing the crown with an American. Especially after the Revolutionary War. You know they're still bitter. Um, but yeah, Meghan Markle and 
the Duchess Meghan Markle and Prince Harry Windsor. I feel like everyone forgets he has a last name, Windsor. Harry Win Henry Windsor. If that ain't a royal last name, I don't know what is. But it could only be this generation, right? The millennial generation, the Gen XYZ, whatever you want to qualify this age type as. It's so confusing because they say people are millennials that truly aren't. Like my class, if you were born in 82, they claim you're a millennial, but truthfully, we didn't have computers in our schools. I had a computer class that we went to one time a day. We learned CAD tech, but we weren't like, you know, my brothers who are a few years younger and they grew up in a totally different fashion. Uh, so I don't know what Megan and Harry are, if they're Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, or millennials, but it could only be this generation to feel so entitled to say, Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Dad, I don't want to be king. I'm going to Canada. <laughs> Only these kids. What the F? And from all I know from Netflix and dramas and TV shows and movies, people are supposed to be fighting over the crown. Brothers are supposed to be backstabbing brothers. Nobody walks away. How do you walk away from Frogmore? cottage that's where they were living i read that and i went oh god that's classic i gotta name my house something like that <laughs> I, i'm not even gonna attempt it right now because what came to my head was not appropriate for the podcast um but i highly suggest that you want to fancy up your place and you don't have three million dollars to refurbish it and renovate it like harry and megan did after they bailed uh just rename your house people name their cars name your house you know Catsville Cottage. <laughs> um, all right. So that's the big news. There's the hashtag Megxit. Meghan Markle has already bailed. She left Harry in England and just bailed to Canada to go be with her son, who they left. That was the craziest news of all to me. They were like, oh, Meghan's just going back to meet up with her son, Archie. Wh what? Her son is in Canada and she's not there? That seems b wicked bizarre to me. Some's totally messed up but it's the royals so what are you gonna do i highly suggest e entertainment e the channel try to now capitalize on this and do a show keeping up with the royals and dethrone the kardashians because how good would that show be harry trying to get a job looking on craigslist for work <laughs> but what does it mean that they're stepping away from royal duties i'll tell you after reading NPR and Reader's Digest and all these articles, I was trying to figure out, like, what does it truly mean? Like, they're just giving up the title? What else? You know money's involved. Well, it turns out, besides, like, their life dedicated to charity and going to Africa or whatever, they're still doing that. They're just not in a royal fashion. Uh, the biggest thing is they're not going to get funding through the sovereign grant. I don't know how the sovereign grant gets its funding. I'm guessing taxes and money they make off the, the peasants that live in England. Can you still call the Commonwealth just peasants? Do they? I don't know. Serfs? <laughs> Are they serfs? I remember that word. Um, but the sovereign grant was how they were able to renovate their Frogmore Cottage for $3 million. If I was one of their peasants, I'd be pissed right now. I'm like, you've renovated and you ain't even living there? Prince Harry, you want to do some good? Never mind relinquishing your prince title so we get to call you the artist formerly known as Prince Harry. 
How about you let all these homeless people in London live in Frogmore Cottage? That would do some better good than you going to Canada, than any charity you're about to start. Why don't you give up that Frogmore Cottage to the homeless and the hungry? Huh, pal? Gosh, you really want to revolt? You, you want to, you know... Buck the grain, whatever whatever catchphrase you want to say. You really want to be a rebel? Why don't you give Frogmore Cottage to the people? Huh? That, now, that's truly revolutionary, but of course they'd never do that. I don't think it's theirs to give. It's the Queen's, right? Uh, what I would give to see a dissolution of the monarchy in England and them just give all the houses to poor people. <laughs> I live in a fantasy world. All right. Um... So besides not getting the sovereign grant, uh, they could now, this is up to their daddy, Prince Charles, their dad, uh, gets this, this allotment every year. Annually, he gets money from this thing called the duchy. Now, the duchy, us in America don't have any clue what that is, but that's what they call it in England. It was created in 1337 by King Edward III to provide an income for his son. What? It's nice to be king, huh? <laughs> nice to be the king's son. Well, Prince Charles annually gives his kids, I guess it's like an allowance from this duchy, which the duchy, apparently it's like this huge estate where it's a ton of land they own. They make money from that. They get a stock uh, portfolio. So they have all these investments where they're raking in the dough. And it's like, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars they got but there's a surplus every year last year there was a 30 million surplus so out of that prince charles daddy cut mr windsor because you can't call him prince harry anymore mr windsor cut him a five million pound check in 2018 i guess then technically now would be two years ago so now that he stepped away it's up to Prince Charles whether or not he still wants to give him that duchy bonus every year. I'm guessing Harry's definitely going to be wanting it. He's going to need rent money, you know, food money, until he can get on his feet. Because what happens when you step away, apparently, is now they can actually get jobs for themselves and work. They couldn't before when they were receiving all this sovereign grant and duchy money because the people were paying for them for their refurbishments for their rides for their charity work for the planes for the office equipment for the crown jewels whatever now they have to earn an income on their own i'm telling you they could get a television show in like two minutes and make a ton of money and that's probably what they're going to do i think they're going to turn the 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 crown into a brand and start selling like nike you'll see nike or royal shoes and <laughs> royal hats royal crowns all branded i'm sure prince harry or the artist formerly known as prince harry is going to start a teespring and Meghan markle is going to be you know struggling out there to get some acting work and they'll probably have like a youtube channel right <laughs> oh the rich just don't fail or have to start over like the rest of us and that's just proof right there like these people they ran away to canada where what's the cottage in canada called my god the gall of these two to renounce their royalty um and just try to live a simple life with daddy's annual allowance of five million pounds <laughs> this is effed speaking of effed leaders um Trump, I talked about him on the last episode of the Boston Rob Show and whether or not he's on drugs. He's definitely on something, whether it's Adderall 
or something worse. He he sounds like he's starting to come unhinged and you know when you see a drug addict at that point, it's like Lindsay Lohan, Justin Bieber, uh well Amanda Amanda whatever her name was Amanda Vines, I forget her last name. That that all these Nickelodeon Mickey Mouse Club kids, Britney Spears, when they have their breakdown, it's usually publicly and it usually comes to a head like Trump is. Like he's doing these speeches and slurring and mispronouncing and sniffing and he just looks like a mess. Well, Trump, after that Iran speech, and if you missed, I don't think I mentioned his tweets. He was tweeting about committing war crimes. No joke. Trump tweeted, we will, we have targeted places of cultural significance in Iran, which is a war crime. Like humanity agreed, hey, in times of war, there are going to be certain rules. Like we won't target religious, culturally important sites because we just all kind of agree. Churches, temples, uh, whatever needs to be a safe haven. It needs to be off limits. You know, we should try not to destroy it. In fact, ISIS tries to target those things and terrorists try to target those things because of, you know, its vulnerability and because it's so heinous. Well, our president literally put that on on Twitter himself that he wanted to commit these war crimes. And then last night in Ohio started ranting and raving on why he wasn't given the Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) Like the delusionary idiot he is. And that's a real thing. He tweeted about war crimes and then complained he's not going to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. It's, I mean, the leadership is a bunch of insane people. I don't know why they're leaders. Obviously, in England, those people weren't elected. It was through a uh, incestory, <laughs> incestory inherited line. But here in America, we got to do better than this war crime tweeting complainer. That's all he does is complain. He either complains or, you know, if you listen, like Sarah Huckabee Sanders was, she's a Fox News contributor now because basically the White House shut down their press section. They haven't held a press conference in God knows how long. Trump just tweets it and that's what the press gets. But Sarah Huckabee Sanders or Sarah Huckabee, Mike Huckabee's daughter, um, who I think is disgusting as a human, some of the things she said. Uh, came out and said, we shouldn't give Congress the power to enact policies or whatever, even though in the Constitution, that's why the Congress is there to, you know, take power from <laughs> or keep the power balance from the president, and not just let him declare war. But when you hear some of these people like Sarah Huckabee talk about the president, if you closed your eyes and I didn't tell you what it was, and we just did it in that robotic Alexa voice, you might get confused on whether that was a translator for people who were talking about the supreme leader in North Korea. That's how Trump followers or his cult talks about him. Like he's the best good looking. He's the healthiest. He's the, it's just so obscene and so perfect that it's, it's not real. (laughs) You know, if there was a little dose of reality in it, then it wouldn't seem so far fetched. And, you know, you might kind of start buying into whatever they're saying, but it's just everything is like they're talking about the supreme leader. Like holes in one, eight, 19 holes in 18 holes in one. Bowls a perfect game. Is the greatest looking. Can outpace any other president in push-ups. <laughs> like it's ridiculous stuff. Oh, I don't know how I get onto that, but I want to talk about some better stuff. 
uh, OJ Simpson, he's commenting on Tom Brady and he's doing it in person himself. And if you're not following him on Twitter, you're missing out because it's creepy yet interesting. It's just a fascinating thing. The, the day and age we're living in where I can watch OJ Simpson broadcasting himself on Twitter. That and uh, I want to play a clip of Dave Chappelle for you because he just won the Mark Prain, Mark Twain Prize for comedy, and he is the GOAT. He is one of the greatest comics in the history of comedy. Uh, I'll play this clip for you when I get back on the Boston Rob Show, and we'll talk about Taco Bell trying to puff their chest, offering $100,000 uh, for the manager position at Taco Bell, when it's really not a big deal. There's another company that's been doing this forever. My brother worked there, and they real they actually treated their employees good. It's good to see the Taco Bell's trying to catch up. They got that Doritos taco money. <laughs> so we'll do that here on the Boston Rob Show next. Whether Dave Chappelle has offended you or not, there's this girl on Twitter, Soroya something, who wrote this whole hit piece on Dave when he first came out on Netflix a couple years ago, a year or two ago, I don't know how long, just complaining, saying he's he's old, he doesn't get the times, things are changed, you can't make fun of this and that and the other thing, but that's the beautiful thing about the art form of comedy, is you can, you can say your truth and it's an art form where you're on stage. It's like if somebody, if Banksy did uh, some painting that offended somebody, it wouldn't be wrong. It's it's effing art. <laughs> and Dave Chappelle is one of the greatest of all time. He's been at it for a long time. He still hasn't changed. He ain't bound to nobody. And I want to play this clip from his acceptance speech at the 2019 Mark Twain Prize Award Ceremony, which they just played on PBS. But if you missed it, it's all up there on YouTube. This is why Dave Chappelle is... The GOAT. And I want everyone in America right now to look at me. Look at me smoking indoors. <laughs> I didn't ask anybody. I just did it. What are they going to do? Kick me out before I get the prize? No, nigga. This is called leverage. Dave is brilliant. And he was. He was smoking a cigarette right there on the stage. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm so stoked. It, the levels of awesomeness and radicalness that that is, that he's smoking on a PBS show, is just effing. Dave is the man. And if you haven't seen his specials, go watch all of them on Netflix. I'm trying to get my daughter to watch more of him. She's like, have you heard of this guy, Dave Chappelle? <laughs> I'm like, yes, you need to watch his old stuff. Chappelle show. He's he's pushing boundaries, calling out what's going on in our country and doing it all in a funny way. And if you're offended by it, you might have to check yourself and realize that this is an art form. And he's one of the greatest. It's like, you know, saying Picasso uh, is doing it wrong. <laughs> Look, you don't say that. People don't say that about pictures. Why comedy? Oh, maybe they're too sensitive. So I want to play that clip. Go watch the whole thing on YouTube. It's effing fantastic. And before I play OJ Simpson for you, um, Brad Pitt was just, he just won something. I don't know, Golden Globe, something came out. I didn't realize Brad Pitt was sober. In one of his little acceptance speeches, I don't know if it was the after show, because I saw it on YouTube, uh, Brad Pitt thanked uh Brad Pitt thinks, what's his name? Bradley, Bradley, not Bradley James, <laughs> Bradley something, Bradley Cooper. 
that dude, paging Dr. Um, from The Hangover. But he thanked him for helping him get sober. I didn't realize this, but, you know, I read this whole article after detailing it. Like, Brad Pitt really had, like, a alcohol problem. Now, I know from working in radio, we interviewed someone who worked with him and Morgan Freeman uh, on the movie Seven. And I guess at that time, Brad was just budding as a great actor and he was coming in like late and hung over and morgan freeman talked to him but it wasn't until recently that bradley cooper helped him out get sober i thought that was it just made me you feel so disconnected from these hollywood elite type and that really like hit me on a level where i was like that's cool that's cool he talked about it he i mean it's brief it was one sentence but that was cool they threw it out there so if you're struggling you know look brad pitt can do it That's definitely not not gonna make anyone feel better. But you know, sobriety's a cool thing. And Brad even said that. He said, you know, Bradley Cooper helped me get sober, and every day's been happier. So uh, I don't know. I throw that out there because I see stuff on YouTube. I watched this Australian girl on YouTube the other day. She was doing like this Australian slang thing, and when she came to talking about beer and cider and getting drunk, she called everybody a wussy. She didn't use that word, but this is the Boston Rob show. I try to keep it clean. Um that doesn't drink and I thought that's weird you know but that's probably the culture in Australia just like it's the culture here in Boston and it's just not the truth in fact the craziest radicalist uh most interesting people I know are the ones that are sober they have some of the greatest stories and the most powerful testimonies so if you're struggling you're out there just a little message on the Boston Rob show you can do it um there there's hope and there's help uh I feel, you know, like I got to say, like my brother, I don't know if I can, I don't want to talk too much, but you know, my brother is a testament to doing something that's very challenging. Um, and I've watched this transformation. So I just want to tell people like it's, it's doable and, uh, you can have a really, really great, great life and enjoy relationships and all this stuff and i don't want to go too much into it because i gotta ask him first and he's probably listening right now so i don't want to <laughs> i'm going too personal on the boston rob show uh all right so this is the crazy thing about the internet right now this alleged murderer come on he he did it right i mean is anybody doubting that oj did it he wrote a book called if i had done it <laughs> This dude is effing tapped. If you've watched any documentary on OJ, he seems like a narcissist that could definitely do it, get away with it, and do this kind of stuff. Like, start a Twitter account and talk about Tom Brady. Like, hey, nothing's... I'm I'm OJ. I'm a football guy. I'm not known for anything else. Here... Oh, hold on. Here's OJ Simpson. Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. Two guys was debating. Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. OJ. Well, I was at the barbershop today, and the topic of conversation was Tom Brady and if he will come back. Two guys was debating it. Uh, they say he was going to come back, but not with the Patriots. Uh, when they asked me, I said, no, I don't agree with you. I think he will come back, but I think it will be with the Patriots, maybe for one more year for sure. And if they could talk Gronk to come back, to have a swan song season with him, and one of those young uh he goes on but you get my point i follow oj simpson and it is so weird to see this dude talking to you like shouldn't he be in prison who's cutting this guy's hair i mean i don't know who his circle of friends is but (laughs) would would could you be friends with oj i don't know it just seems creepy like if he's still cool in person 
I would always feel like I'm I'm very I'm I'm always one step away from just knowing a little too much and maybe being killed. I don't know. That's that's just what I think. But I'm fascinated by it, so I follow him on Twitter, and you can too, and you can say, "Hey, Twitter world, is you know who your favorite chopper chopper?" <laughs> oh, that was a bad joke, and this is just getting creepy. So listen, Taco Bell is in the news because they're saying, hey, managers for our stores can get $100,000 a year in salary. Right now, the salary range is between 50 and 80K. Um, but this shouldn't be like big news. The news should be In-N-Out has been doing this for years and treating their other employees, not just managers, really well, like giving them great health care, great benefits, all this stuff for the past like decade. In fact, In-N-Out managers are making 160000 a year. Now, why should we be talking about that? Because everyone says, oh, you can't do it. It's just like everybody complains about, you know, oh, Social Security uh, or not Social Security, but the Social Security uh, things like food stamps and how are we going to afford that? But then we go to war and everyone forgets that we need to afford that too. Right now, Taco Bell their owner, Yum Brands, has been down 8% over the past months, whatever, three to eight months. But their CEOs aren't taking a cut. You know, it, it's sad to me that when you look at what their CEOs make, and in 2013, the average CEO was taking home about $23.8 million. Now, the CEO should be in charge. Like, they shouldn't be getting paid a lot if their company and their stock and their investments and their their business is losing 8%. That seems like a, a lot to be losing. But that's where we're at in America. That, you know, these CEOs can make 230 times. And that and that's if they give the managers $100,000 a year. They would be making 230 times. But are they really doing 230 times the work if they're down 8%? You know, I would say that something's warped here and the stories and the reporting should include that In-N-Out has been doing this, treating people well and doing it very successfully. I don't know if you've, my brother worked at In-N-Out and if you've ever gone to In-N-Out, it's in SoCal and a few other places. Their, their drive-thru is always like 20 cars deep. It's ridiculous. You know, in fact, the only... Burger King, Wendy's, McDonald's, all their stock was down when I was looking it up. The only fast food place that had like a plus 1.03 percentage uh, increase in their stock was Dunkin' Donuts. And I would guess Dunkin' Donuts people get paid properly. But for all those naysayers, like the money thing in this country needs to be adjusted. And it's good to see that Taco Bell's now offering it. They don't say when it's going to happen or who's going to get it. But it's like... The story should be the companies that are already doing it and doing it wildly successful, like In-N-Out. So go support In-N-Out. It's hard to resist those Doritos Locos tacos, though. <laughs> I will say that. Whoever came up with that deserves $23 million a year. Um, all right. That is it for the Boston Rob Show. Please, if you do one good thing today, not to take away from other people, but please leave the podcast with a rating right there on your iPhone. You open up the iTunes podcast page. If you're already in it and that's how you're listening, just swipe down, use your thumb to scroll all the way down to the page right there. If you're doing it right now, you'll see five empty stars. Just click all five. That's it. It says, thank you for leaving the rating. That helps me. Uh, like my dad started his own construction company, you know, 
I don't know how long ago, years and years ago with him and his brother. I'm trying to start this podcast company, my brand, The Boston Rob Show, all by myself. And the only help I'm getting is from you. You can help me and you don't know how much it helps really. Like it, it, it is insane at how much one rating can do so i just urge you if you could take the time and leave a five-star rating for the boston rob show on itunes that'd be great if you haven't subscribed please do follow me on all my social media and uh check out the boston rob website boston rob r-o-b-b.com i blog on there and i put videos and all different kinds of things i'll put some stuff up there today maybe the Chappelle uh full acceptance speech so if you want to see that you can go to boston rob r-o-b-b.com i thank you so much for listening oh i gotta talk about going to san diego and a few other things on the next next episode so i will see you wicked soon Don't forget, destiny is all. Much love, spread love. Peace.